This is Stumps and Stories, a journey into the tales of the cricketing world. If you're joining us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then make sure you follow or subscribe to us because there'll be a lot of stories coming your way. Stumps and Stories with Nishad Paivedya. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stumps and Stories and this podcast discovers all stories from the cricketing world and it's not just about stories but also about perspective because the different angles give you a different sight and i believe that cricket is such a sport that gives you so many different sides and it's all about interpreting what you want the best now having been a commentator and a presenter myself i look at it one way but having been a cricket nerd it's also a different perspective but today i've got someone who has traveled the world has presented cricket from different venues now she's a very dear friend and i must say my foodie partner as well but to the more serious stuff tanvisha is someone who excelled at tennis at a very young age and she played tennis at a very high level and then suddenly decided to give up the sport and then moved seamlessly into the world of sports media and broadcasting and is one of the leading presenters in this industry today so it's my honor and a privilege to have her on my show and generally i'm not so formal or not so very clear with my language when i'm talking to her so yes tanvi welcome to stumps and stories nishad thank you so much i mean uh, that introduction was amazing i promise i didn't pay him to say all these amazing things about me <laughs> but i think those who know you know that you're incredible and you literally are an encyclopedia of everything and i go to you for almost everything in terms of cricket tennis all the sporting knowledge that i need I remember like literally texting you before I've gone live sometimes be like what do you think do you think this question makes sense do you know and like yeah thank you like thank you for being that person really Oh thank you so much you know it's <laughs> uh, you know I mean people say that you know when I introduce my guests they say you know you say so many good things but you know what it is so natural because we call all these wonderful people such as yourself on the show and you know it's obviously because of the respect that everyone has earned you know on the cricket field or off it as well so you know i actually want to start off at the very beginning because i know that you love tennis and you grew up playing yep. tennis excelled at that sport you know what was that like playing sport and then moving into presenting can you just tell us a little bit about that i know it's difficult to sum it up in just a few short words but Yeah it is incredibly tough but of course I grew up a professional tennis player and then um you know over a period in tennis if sure you're like a top junior you do well you play for India and that's obviously the greatest and highest honor I think for anyone to play for your country um you start playing junior grand slams and then a little bit I think when I started playing pros I wasn't doing as well as I did in the juniors and I think the transition was really hard for me um I started getting injured and then you know getting on tennis tennis is so competitive every week your world ranking changes you're traveling competing it's a very lonely sport it's hard and so every time I just felt like it was you know more challenging and I was unable to keep up like my body was breaking down and the mistake was when i was younger i didn't focus as much on my fitness i always everyone said to me you're a talented you know athlete but it wasn't like i was gifted physically so i really had to put in a lot of work which i i struggled to like go to the gym and i you know i i wasn't as 
let's just say I didn't like it as much. You know, I love to play and I just want to keep playing, but I never built my body to keep supporting me at the highest level. So it was going to break down. It did. And then, you know, injury after injury, sitting out, you know, mentally you're struggling a bit, your rankings dropping and you're playing qualifying. It's not easy. And I think at one point I just had to be true to myself. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Sure, I can come back maybe, but do I really want to? Also, as tennis players or as professional athletes, you don't grow up, you know, you don't have a childhood growing up. So a part of me was like, I crave that part of my life and I want to have, you know, I want to see what's on the other side and I want to have a normal world that I live in. And of course, uh, now I'm like, well, what was I thinking? I wish I could go back (laughs) to playing tennis. But I mean, I love what I do. Of course, I'm very grateful. But yes, I miss I miss it. So, yeah, I think the transition was me getting injured and then, you know, feeling like I had to be true to myself and I was ready to do the next thing. So that's how I sort of moved into. But what most people don't know is I didn't become a presenter overnight. I actually started being like a sports agent. I started working in the sports business because to me, I always knew I wanted to be associated with sport because that's all I ever knew. And, you know, I, I was lucky and fortunate to be traveling and, you know, working in some of the biggest tennis players in the world. And, uh, you know, I just got to learn so much, be on tour, see some of the best players, see them win grand slams and just get a lot of knowledge early on when I was younger. And that sort of helped me realize how much opportunity there is in sport. And one fine day, I think they were looking for someone as a presenter for Chennai Open. And, you know, one thing led to another and things just worked. And I was I was terrible when I started because nobody told me what live television was and how there's multiple people speaking in your ear, you know. And I paused. The first time someone spoke to me, I paused. And I could hear my director, like, a producer, like, screaming, saying, that's not for you. But, like, nobody trained me. So I was thrown into a deep end, like, very deep end. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I'm sure people laughed at me 100%. I think all I had at that point was like a perfect hairstylist, makeup artist and stylist for my clothes. But I was so raw when it came. All I had was tennis knowledge, of course. And I think that's what they trusted in me. But I didn't have the broadcasting knowledge of how it works, you know. So I think I like I was thrown into the deep end, which I'm so grateful because it only helped me like sort of see what's next and higher from there. So, you know, I was, my next question to you was actually going to be, you know, we all have this epiphany in life. You know what, this is what I want to do. I was going to ask you, sports presenting, this is what I want to do. Was there an epiphany? But it looks like you just stumbled into it and it was by Not at all. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was a career. I had no idea what it meant. I had no idea how it worked. I knew nothing. All I knew is, oh, I get to be in sport. That's great. I get to like watch live sport. I absolutely love it. I mean, I miss it. You know what I mean? It's it's incredibly hard. You know, I was just um, at the World Tennis League where I saw like some of the biggest and best tennis players of the world top 10, like Medvedev and, you know, Rublev and uh, Iga Schwantek and stuff, Grand Slam champions. And it made me realize how much I miss the sport. And I'm so grateful to everyone for these opportunities that I get, that I get to watch these people at the highest level, watch them compete, watch them train, watch that discipline, the consistency. I remember speaking to Rublev and he says, you know, I said, what if your life is a movie? What would it be called? He said, a boring movie because I wake up, I train, I go to the gym, I train, I go to bed. It's my everyday routine. But that's what makes you who you are. And that's why you're a champion, you know. Exactly. So I think it's that. Yeah, and exactly. That was what I was also going to ask you that you've had that training as an athlete. You have that discipline. I'm sure that would have helped you improve as a presenter after that nightmarish first experience, you know, learning everything. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm so grateful for that opportunity and it was incredible. If anything, I feel bad that I don't think I was like, you know, 
as prepared because obviously no one told me what it meant and i'm so grateful that they trusted in me but it was a great learning to understand that broadcasting is is not you just don't walk in and you're like oh you know what i'll do live tv no it comes with a lot of work it comes with a lot of preparation it comes with a lot of discipline and learning and i was very fortunate at that point i think it was like charu sharma like some of the biggest guys presenting it and you know they were so kind to like help me out explain to me how it works it's a very competitive field but you know i was lucky i i started off with working with like the legends of the sport legendary athletes interviewing them so i really had no time to fail you know what i mean it was like from the get go i was put in positions where i had to prove myself constantly and so even though i knew i wasn't prepared when i just started because no one told me what it was i also knew the athlete in me was only going to get better and i was not going to give up and i was like you know what i'm going to be the best i can be at this from my own lens i can't say for other people if i'm good or not right but for me i know i can keep getting better and i have to and i have it in me because i've been in pressure situations i've been in situations where i'm down and i have to come back up so yes and that's exactly the kind of thought process that carried you forward and how did cricket happen like when was the first time you presented in cricket and the first tournament mm. rather i'm actually trying to think it's been a long time so i can't say i'm very accurate with this and obviously i have no idea the exact time it happened but i you think know, i did I'd, some if i'd known you then if i'd known you then i would have remembered 100% exactly exactly because <laughs> you know everything but i actually have no idea when it really started but i think maybe maybe i did some maybe i did like one or two episodes on espn crick in for something like that but for like a entertainment side of things you know i still remember um and then i just kept doing other things i kept doing you know um so rajnaik who's like rajnaik and sagri naik they like my god parents and I always say this and raj uncle used to always tell me that listen no work is big or small you're starting out you know um you need to keep getting better and i remember like i would do i've done some entertainment stuff i've done ifa and you know then i've done um i did the entertainment show in cricket like i said to you i did a bunch of tennis things so i kept doing more things to get better to get better so every time an opportunity came my way i felt more and more prepared you know i felt like probably the people who were also hiring me saw the progress in some way and so i don't categorically remember what was the first thing i did but maybe live broadcast for cricket probably the t10 couple years ago I don't remember or maybe something else but anyway it's obviously been a while now so I can't say what the first one was but yeah I think first are always special but in my head I just looked at it like I need to keep getting better at what I do so I don't think I ever held like this was the first thing so it's so special this is the second thing I think for me it was just like how much have I improved from the last time how how much ease do I have in what I'm doing and when you moved into cricket like obviously you got your tennis debut on at the back of all the knowledge you had the know how of the game yes preparing for cricket how difficult or easy was that for you not easy at all i must say cuz uh, you know of course i love watching sports so i was always in tune with what was happening but i cannot say i followed every single thing you know so at that point i was still following a lot more tennis but once i got into cricket and i was there and i was watching it live I was so interested and I was so like engulfed with the entire thing that I would then start following I would read up most things you know I would message friends ask them I had a bunch of friends would be like you know let me tell you about this player that player cuz I can't stand your back story about a lot of people 
And now, of course, you're that person who I text and, you know, get a lot of knowledge from. But I was fortunate enough that I had a couple of friends who'd be like, you know, let me tell you about this player and let me tell you about that one. And they'll help you sort of understand where they're coming from. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's like as an athlete, I know what they're thinking. I know, you know, what's going on in their head because it's similar, you know. But if I have to talk technical stuff, I had to learn that, you know. If I had to look at stats and hardcore numbers, I had to learn that. I had to do a lot more research. So I can't say it was easy at all. It was a lot of work. And I'm far from where I want to be in terms of my cricketing knowledge. But I'm getting there. I feel like every time I'm, you know, I'm a student of life and I love to learn. So I feel like I see progress and I'm happy, but I'm not content in terms of my own knowledge. I want to get better at it. Yes, and of course, what you have done is you managed to pick up the sport. You said that you understand the thought process. So having been a former athlete, how much yes. important is that? Like, because obviously the struggles may be similar, but then at the end of the day, tennis is an individual sport. Cricket is a team sport. Like when I played cricket, what I really valued the most and what I really remember is the time I had with my teammates. You know, and that is something I still cherish. Even when we get in touch, we don't remember what we've done, you know, on the True. field, but we remember the times we spent. So a little bit about that, like obviously having been a tennis player, but looking at a team sport and the fact that you had that experience as an athlete. Um, you know, the thing is, yes, an individual sport versus a team sport is very different. But I still think at the end of the day, the, the thought process, at least in my head, I think is very similar that you want to do the best that you can do. You want to have the best performance. You know, you go out there only to win. It's the same mentality for everyone. Sure, in a team sport, you might have, you know, support. You have your teammates on the bench. If something's going wrong, you have someone to like, you know, be like, hey, you know what? Don't worry. We're going to get this. Individual sport, you're by yourself. You're battling it out there alone. But I still think just as athletes, thought process is very similar. I definitely feel like a team sport is a lot more fun, especially when I see it with cricket. I see it with like the tennis leagues and stuff. But I still think individual sport teaches you a lot, but it's so lonely out there. I think that's the tough part. But again, every sport teaches you something. And I think that's just how it is. So you think maybe that made it maybe a little bit easier in a sense that you understood the thought process. So the kind of questions that you would put forth, the kind of re responses you would have to their questions, uh, to their answers, in a sense, had that tinge of understanding of that, what they're going through? Um, I think it definitely helps because I feel like I've been in certain positions that they have been in. The difference is, of course, I mean, some of them are absolute legends and I unfortunately never got to that stage in my career. So complete respect and, you know, it's amazing. But maybe at my very own level, I saw some things early on, similar, but obviously different magnitude for them because of how much it matters. But yeah, it definitely helps because I feel like it's the same, you know, pressure is pressure. Of course, the stakes are higher in different things, but pressure is pressure. So in that sense, I feel like, yes, it definitely has helped me. And it's helped me to just understand each person from a very human level. And at the same time, as an athlete as well, if that makes sense. Oh, it does completely. Because I think if you yeah. understand that humans, human side of a player, because somewhere athletes also want to be known as humans. That's what I believe. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that something you believe as well? A hundred percent. You know, I was talking again to one of the top 10 tennis players the other day and he said to me that listen 
just be yourself because everyone else is taken and at the end of the day being a good person trumps everything it doesn't matter how many grand slams or anything you want sure it's great but are you a good person that's what you want to go to bed with you know like at the end of the night you want to go to your bed like con- clear conscience and like knowing that you're a good person you know you're kind you're nice to people you're there for people and that's important i think it's important at the end of the day relationships are what make us you know at our core in some way it's the love respect kindness you all you never forget how someone made you feel doesn't matter if it's like someone who's serving you food someone who's cleaning just how hard is it to greet someone with a smile or to ask them how's their day it takes nothing you know yes that's right and you know looking at what you have done at t10 and t10 is like a confluence you know why i like watching that sport that format is of course it's the shortest format yeah. very entertaining but you've got some of these established international stars also some of these unknowns who want to make a name for themselves so yeah. say you are talking to one of those young guys who may not be so conversant you know they aren't very open but at the same time you're talking to some established legends how do you adjust between those two as a presenter you know i think it just it just comes to you right because energy is one thing and at the same time again like if i know someone let's say has a language barrier or you know someone who's not giving you much then there's not much you can do to be honest you still try to get the best you can from them but if they're not giving you much and there's like one word answers and stuff anyway it doesn't make great tv you know so then you know that the interview's ended like it's cut short versus someone who knows who has been media trained or who just is someone who's passionate about like telling their story or giving you more it makes great television and then it just comes to you naturally so i feel like it's very in that moment it's the energy it's it's you know that what you're getting from the other person you feel it and you go bases that yes and recently you know obviously you were one of the icc's digital insiders on this show yes. we had rk as well you know he was one That's of the awesome. insiders that's awesome I yeah. saw him I think at the IPL auction maybe like a couple days ago if I'm not mistaken. Yes he was there he was there he did yes. present uh, over there and you know there was a lot of chat about what a digital insider does and you know for me personally it was also a bit a bit exciting because you know when I was doing commentary from the studio on TV I could see maybe you RK ah, you know, at yeah, the end of a yeah, game around, just going running on around. yeah running around and <laughs> getting mean, your interviews yeah. <laughs> to be honest i would say one of the best things that happened to me one of my best experiences and i'm so grateful to the icc and you know everyone that was involved in sort of bringing me on board and like really grateful to them to think that i was capable of it and uh, yeah it's something that i'll never forget it's something i'm going to take back so many learn like just you know getting to work with some of the most incredible people so much learning and it's not easy you know it's a world cup i was doing all india games and it comes with the it comes with responsibility right at the end of the day and just the fact that they believed in me was big knowing that they believed in me i feel like made me ready even if i wasn't really ready initially i feel like i was always ready this was you know i've never really chased something because it's always by god's grace has come to me this was the first time i think we had this conversation ashad where i told you that you know what i feel like i'm ready for this world cup i feel like now i'm ready maybe the last one i wasn't ready if they would have come to me or if i would have gone to anyone i would have not been fair or true to me and to them but this time i knew i was ready for the task so when it actually happened i was like yeah i know that it's going to be incredible and i know it's something that i can like rise to the occasion for sure 
and you did and obviously you had to travel <laughs> uh, the length and breadth of the country starting with Absolutely. chennai you know india australia and you had those games like india australia india pakistan in front of packed houses you know what are your memories of those two games because you know it's obviously with the crowd the attention india winning yeah. india pakistan especially in front of that 1 lakh plus crowd that must have been something you know i'm someone who always thrives under pressure and it's strange but i do um just being there i cannot explain like i i wish i could put into words what it meant but the feeling i don't think i don't think i felt like that before you know and you obviously can't be like a kid in a candy shop but i pretty much was because i was like just the atmosphere was electric just to be doing what i'm doing and it's like a dream and to be with these absolutely incredible like athletes and people that i work with at the icc everything just was like a dream it's like i woke up one fine day and god was like here you worked hard now here's everything that you wanted you know and i think just being there just seeing the pure emotion that people had towards these games just seeing how people have traveled from all over the world i had friends who came from london from like all over pretty much the excitement you know and obviously for me talking to the players you know being in the thick of it all just incredible like i mean i, I wish i could go back over and over and over to all of them again and any of these interviews in this world cup is something that you'll always remember there were quite a few that you did and it was on match day non match days you used to do your previews Correct. as well any interview for you stands out any interaction that is something that's really memorable for you i think what stands out for me is just all the people that i worked with because to be honest you know it's like ricky ponting in bishop you know my producer abhideep like everyone they were just incredibly like so kind and welcoming throughout like my bosses ben sid ajesh like all of them you know i feel like everyone ensured that the environment and surroundings was such that everyone was bound to succeed and do well you know it's like we were almost like set up for the best so for me even doing pre shows with ricky ponting you know nasir hussain like oh, i i know i'm missing a bunch of names because i'm just like reliving all this in my head right yeah. now when i'm talking yeah. to you but all of them being so nice and so kind and always telling me like tanvi don't worry you're doing a great job tanvi oh my god that was amazing you know we watched your show this show was great i mean these are legends you know the legends are what they do the legends of sport and to just have them there appreciating you supporting you you know pushing you to be the best is incredible and you know i got to interview sachin tendulkar so many times my first interview of the world cup was with sachin tendulkar and like how, like that's incredible right of course i mean uh, sachin tendulkar is someone who our generation obviously grew up idolizing and was inspired so when you when you spoke to him i think that was at chennai right uh, just or it was at at ahmedabad no, in england was ahmedabad the first yes the yeah. first opener yes yeah and what what are your memories of that like you know you're you're being told you're going to talk to sachin and there he is walks in takes his seat i remember it was a seated interview yes, i watched the was, whole interview it was. yeah and yeah. it was my first interview of the world cup and part of me while i was walking in i mean we have a friend uh, you know mutual friend bavisha who's also a key person in this entire thing you know who was like t you got this you're going to do well and she was there and 
you know, then obviously I think Sid accompanied me and maybe one or two other people. We went to that room and all I said to myself is, T, you know what you're doing. Now just, that's it. You're on. Come on. And so it was, everything was one take because we shoot everything as live. And so, and also thanks to, of course, like Mr. Tendulkar, who was like so sweet, so kind. And, you know, everything just was like flowing so smoothly. It was, I, in my head, I was like, this did not feel like it was my first thing. You know what I mean? I just felt at ease in some way, which otherwise I would have probably been rusty or nervous. But in some way, I think it just all happened like it was meant to be, you know? And I know and probably people who end up watching this are going to be like, what does this mean? She sounds like, I don't know. But I was like, no, but sometimes it just is. No, and that's that again comes back to the point where you said that you were ready. And yeah. I think, I think you know, it just flows seamlessly then. It's not just about the Tendulkar interview. I saw some of the others as well, like with Nasser Hussain before the England game, where I think it was beautifully set up where you're walking, you know, I think it was a market or somewhere in Lucknow. And then there was another one with Simon Duhl before the India-New Zealand Correct. semi-final. All of these interviews, I, you know, there was a lot of research. There was obviously a lot of homework lot done. A lot of research. A lot, lot of, lot of it done. And on the spot as well, you've got to get out these questions. But then building that rapport with all your guests, that too is an art. Yes. It's absolutely an art. Um... But I think, you know, when you're at that stage, and especially like I'm nobody compared to all these absolute legends, you already know that the ease at which they sort of like settle in or, you know, make you feel comfortable or when you connect at that level because you're just talking about this and you're, you're sharing one goal and one passion and you want the best output at the end of the day, right, for everyone. And they're so passionate when they're talking about these games, when they're talking about their experiences, when they're sharing their knowledge. That it just happens. It's not like anyone's really, you know, trying to be like best friends or like, oh, I'm just chatting with them like 20 minutes before to make sure like we're okay when the show starts. Not at all. We come there like two professionals. We have a call time. We know what we're saying. They know what they want to talk about. I know what I want to talk about. And it just flows once it starts, you know. So that's the beautiful part about it. And learning about various facts, figures, bringing that into what you were talking, you know, on camera. How how difficult was that? Because it was a lot of details. I, I I really thought it was a lot of detail. And if you're saying it was all done in one take, then yes. you would have had to memorize it, right? You know, yes, of course, I had to memorize it. But I think, again, like I said, I would give full credit to my team. And I had some incredible producers, of course. And I had a lot of India games with me. And I think the incredible part is I always had a run, you know, run order ahead of time. And then I would be like, okay, let me just look at the key things that I want to talk about and then I can I can say it the way I want to. But just some key terms because I don't remember in which year what happened. I'll be honest. So if I read it once, then I can do my own research and, you know, I look at those clips or things like that, then it helps me ease into it because then it's not memorizing anymore. It's like I've seen it. Now it's in muscle memory in some way for me. So once it flows, I know what's happening. Yes, and you know, out of those interviews, any interview that really stood out for you because, you know, it. I think it brings out the best emotions. Like 2011, India win the World Cup, Nasser Hussain gets Virat Kohli and he says about Sachin Tendulkar, he's carried the burden of the nation for 21 years. It's about time we carried him on our shoulders. Yeah. Raw emotions. So did you see that from the Australians at the time? You know, I... I actually feel in some way that they really manage their emotions very well, like mm. in all honesty. 
because when I spoke to Pat Cummins, I I feel like he just, you know, I, I couldn't see as much emotion. Of course, he was so happy and excited and elated and all of that. But in some way, they were so cool about everything, you know, that went on and how they managed to sort of like, you know, take on India and the entire crowd and the nation and everything. I think they just, you know, just seeing Pat Cummins, the way he spoke in the interview and stuff, like, great. Like, that makes a great captain for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think just the way he conducted himself as a captain, a winning captain, the previous day in the press conference, I think he said it's going to be good to silence the one lakh plus crowd. And he lived up to it, actually. True. True, he did. And, And like I said, I think it, again, it's sport, right? There's one person that wins, there's one that loses. In this case, one team wins, one team loses. And that's just how it is, right? It's it's that it's pure battling it out on the field and whatever happens happens it's like may the best team win eventually so i think in some way like you said he he just showed what he and the team was capable of that day and i guess they played well that day and so it is what it is you know oh 100% i think the Australians, this will remain one of their finest World Cup wins. There are six of them for crying out loud. And to say, <laughs> oh, this is going to be one of the finer ones. But, yeah. you know, coming, com- uh, moving ahead and coming to this question where, you know, I always wanted to ask people like you this because it's a man's world, essentially. How difficult has it been being a woman? Yes, you've played sport, but there are stereotypes. There are various other factors. Overcoming all that. Now, me being a male presenter, it's not something that I will see. It's not something that I may even understand. Yeah. Uh, how do you cope up with that? And maybe something that you can pass on to some young women who aspire to do what you're doing. You know, I always say this. Um, of course, it is like you mentioned, it is a man's sort of like sport or business even in some way right but I think there's place for everyone there's room for everyone be true to yourself be true to who you are you're not always nobody gets something in their lap or gifted everyone has to work for it there's no substitute for hard work ever ever sure people are like oh but someone got lucky like people told me oh you've had the most incredible year you know it's been unbelievable I'm like, sure, and I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed, but nobody sees the years of hard work, sacrifice, the years of me trying to get better at what I do. It doesn't magically appear. You got to put in the work, you got to put in the time. There's no shortcut to success ever. And success is very relative. Again, I don't know where I stand in any of it, but I'm saying in general. So I just feel like to a lot of girls, my thing is no work is big or small. Start start doing smaller things. Start getting better at what you're doing. Because the bigger things are going to come. But you have to do your time. You can't just, you can't jump. Because you will come back down real quick. you got to build slowly and gradually. And you got to then, because then, even the other people are going to see that. They're going to notice that you're putting in the work. So they're going to respect you for that. You know, I think that's important for people to respect you. Now, one of the things that I tell my students is that if you're approaching a career in sport then you've got to be like a sports person mentally. And I think what you just said, it's it kind of reflects all that, isn't it? That try to get better every day, be true to yourself and 
work hard because you know ultimately success is the tip of the iceberg nobody looks Absolutely. at what's underneath the surface no and the thing is everyone wants these quick results especially the younger generation it doesn't happen like i said none of this happens overnight none of it you have to really put in your time you have to like do the work you have to sacrifice a lot of things i can i can tell you the amount of friends weddings birthday parties things that i'm missing because i'm working i'm working i i was i miss some of like family weddings and things like that but the important thing is you have to have a goal right you have to have a purpose if you know what you want go after it but at the same time i'm a very content person i've never chased anything but it's because i also know in some way that i'm doing my time and when it has to happen it'll happen me running racing chasing is is just going to make me like more anxious and there's enough things that are making me anxious enough i don't need any more you know what i mean so i just feel like my only thing to younger people is that like do your time like be patient you have to be patient nothing is going to happen overnight nothing you know i really like that answer except for that one part where you said that uh, you know the younger generation and it just hit that You we're know, old we shot i hate to break yeah. you we're old yeah we are a little bit older i would say it's again okay, fair, as you said that part as you said success is relative age is also relative that is true <laughs> no but it's been so lovely to have you on the show and to talk Thank cricket you. tennis and all these wonderful things that you know you keep telling me even otherwise as i also continue to pursue whatever i want to and to all youngsters out there i would suggest you know please do listen to this because it's not just from a presenter but also from a sports person so tanvi <laughs> thank you so much for your time and it's thank been really fantastic thank you nishad oh my god i mean i hope i could really convey what i wanted to but anyway i think you really are a role model to a lot of people on how go after what you want work hard do your research do your homework and be a nice and good person let me tell you number one thing you got that it trumps everything everything else in the world is going to come to you at some point but just be a good person i think and i'm i'm glad and i'm fortunate that i get to call you a friend and like you've been there for me and thank you so much for that and of course uh, in our next chat where we'll be talking about a food like where we're going to go to eat 5 seconds from now i look forward to that <laughs> <laughs> oh 100% and after such wonderful <laughs> words i don't know if there's anything more that i can add i can just tell our listeners that please do subscribe to stumps and stories on apple podcast on spotify <laughs> yes and also on instagram follow me at nishad paivedya at tanvisha91 she's there on instagram <laughs> you can catch her right there and we've also got pod1 on instagram and digital2 sports on youtube Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Make sure you do everything that Nishad just told you to and see you guys soon. Stumps and Stories with Nishad Bhai Vaidya. A Pod 1 production.